Blog Talk Radio. So that's all I'm going to say because there's really even more to her story. 
But you know how we do it here on Moments of Conversations. We bring in folks that are definitely ready and able to share with us something that's going to truly enhance our lives, just as we always say every day. Good morning, Zamina. Good morning. How are you? All is well with me, and I'm trusting with you. Definitely. Good. I'm trying something different, y'all, this morning. I'm going to use my Skype for a little while and see how this works for me. Um, it's a little easier. I don't have this computer set up like I do at home, so we're going to work with Skype on today. So, Demita, tell us a little bit about how this book came into play. Like, what was the whole purpose of this book? What what brought you to the place that said, I need to do something to communicate to other women and men about dating? Well, I guess... I guess it stemmed from my own struggles with it and the struggles of the women who were my friends and, you know, acquaintances around me that we all were having a similar problem. And, you know, not, you know, dating for long periods of time, not finding right kind of guys, not, um, you know, kind of stuck. And really analyzing kind of my journey and the co-author's journey, and we decided that, you know, yeah, we may not have all the answers, but we can share what we've learned over the past years that may be helpful for other people in order to move them forward. Because, you know, everybody deserves love, and we're not really here on this journey to be alone, even though some of us may not want to put the energy and time into relationship or dating. But it is important in our lives, and it does help us become happy if we find the right partner. I don't think we were meant to be alone. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, and because we're all interconnected, and that's something we talk about on a regular basis. And here we talk about we are celebrating, you know, the 2013 um, metaphysically is about uh, the feminine energy, you know, mm-hmm. leading this time around. And we also talk about I have a co-host that will be joining us a little later, uh, Brother Guru, and I talk about how he is my balance because you can't have a feminine without the masculine and vice exactly. versa. So. It has to be a balance that exists within that moment. So how do we use this book? I mean, would you say your goal with this book was personal development? Are you an expert? Are you, you know, does this make you an expert? How should we take this book? Well, I'm not sure if I'm necessarily an expert. I have I have the experience of working with a lot of women. I spent um, 14 years in social services, and so I, and most of the women that I dealt with were single mothers. Matter of fact, pretty much all of them were single mothers, mm-hmm. and so the struggles of raising a child by yourself or children by yourself without a man in the home or having a really poor relationship with the children's father, how that can also kind of get out of control and how also the kids are kind of caught in the middle of that. And so why it's important to really, you know, try to work out and understand yourself in order to choose a guy that's right for you. Because the problem is a lot of times we don't know who we are and then we make choices that are not in our best interest because it's what we think we want or we think we need, and that's not actually the case. So a lot of times we have to spend some time on ourselves, working on ourselves and figuring out who we are, what we want, and what kind of life we want to live so we can find a partner that will complement that or complement us. Absolutely. When I was reading your book, I, I actually got that sentiment from your book that it was something that I needed to share, something that people need to think about. And I talk about that in all my books, about the personal development side of it. It really is about you making a conscious choice to understand the decision you make should benefit you first so that it can benefit others, not the opposite way. 
for videos. Right. So, um, so that's one reason why I was taking it, and not to mention the name of of the book that you two wrote, the two of you wrote. Tell me again, the co-author's name again is Sharon Gant. Sharon Gant, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, so the the name Game Changer. I said Game Changer. What? 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 You know, for just for a moment, I was in my hood moment. I said Game. All right, now. You know what? what we talk- <laughs> You know, what we're talking about here, we're probably going to throw some game out here. We're giving out some player card information. You know, what are we doing? And so I wanted to I wanted to know, and so I was very honored when you when I got the email. And as I read your book, I found that you have um, put a lot of things in place that I often talk about. I mean, just even the, the sections of the book, some of the names, I'm just going to talk about one of them in a little bit. Then we're going to take a commercial break because i got to do that kind of stuff. But we got a few minutes yet. And uh, one of the things that talked about, you said, change what you are doing to yourself. I mean, that's like the first chapter. Like, hold up. <laughs> what am I doing to myself? Talk about that. Right. I mean, well, I- it's because, well, you know, like, for instance, unfortunately, some of us date married men. And. And why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we want to be in the dark when we deserve to be in the light? So you got to ask yourself, why would you want a man who can't commit to you, who can't be available to you, who who has to keep you a secret from people who's in his life, people he loves, people he spends time with, his friends, his family, because you are the other woman. Why would you do that to yourself? Mm, uh-oh. Well, Cap Girl, I'm in control of that. I mean, that's what I hear. I mean, so what do you say to people who say, well, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want the commitment. I mean, what would you say? I think it's fear. It's fear. You're you're afraid. So it's easier to have an excuse to say, well, I like it this way because I don't really want to be bothered all the time. But then what happens is, you know, there's this little drug called oxytocin, and when you sleep with a man and that drug kicks in, it makes you bond to men who may necessarily be right for you. And if you're bonding to a man who's a married man, it's going to cause you grief. It's going to cause you grief. And if you get pregnant, that's a whole nother scenario. So, yes, a whole nother situation. Did you go there? So, yes, so it boils down to choice. It boils down to choice. You have a choice to say no and to walk away from something like that. Absolutely, and I, and I said I think today we're going to have a real conversation. You know, folks know that this is how I talk. I'm going to you know, get it up into the getting getting is good because it's so important that we deal with the issues because you can't. How do you build a relationship? We've been working on it, and now it's time for you to engage in a relationship with someone else, and you're uncertain on how to do that. So today. I am so glad we are joined today by Demina M. She is the co-author of The Game Changers, The 21st Century Guide to Dating Men, or How to Date Men in the 21st Century, I should say. And her co-author is Sharon Gant. And we're going to have a conversation. You know how we do it here. Not my reality conversations, meaning there are some things we're going to talk about that prove that there are some things that should not be our reality because they don't benefit us. It's Mac on our greatest asset. So we're going to take our commercial break right now. We're going to come back 
And whenever you want to get on the conversation, you know the number, 646-378-1135. And if you are listening already on the phone lines, all you need to do is push one when we come back, and we'll have a, you can join the conversation with myself and Miss Demina M. We'll be right back after these words. Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, abilities, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest assets and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose. Life and Spiritual Coach, Minister, Author, and Inspirational Speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua. Change for today tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul, that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianAfoa.com. You can also join Marian Afoa for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio Tuesday and Thursday mornings. 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marion Afua, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation.
much for joining us here on Moments of Conversation this morning. We are joined this morning by Demina M. She is the co-author of The Game Changers, How to Date Men in the 21st Century. She's also a film director and CEO of Rose to Rebel Entertainment in Los Angeles, California. We've been having a conversation this morning so far talking about the book Game Changers. And I want to tell you all, we're going to get there because we understand if you're going to date, that date requires you to put some efforts in. And when you're putting in those efforts, they need to be able to represent what it is you're trying to have in your life, as Demina talked about earlier. So today we're going to let her do a little talking. Demina, thanks again for joining us on this morning. Can you? I want to go back to something. I, I have a couple of notes here. In your book, okay. you talk about something called a desperate dater. <laughs> 
Yeah, we don't like to think of ourselves as being desperate, but sometimes with our behaviors, we do things that make us appear desperate. And a lot of times men can pick up on that, even though we may not realize we're being desperate, like chasing men, you know. Because a woman, a feminine woman, because we talked about this as the age of femininity, you know, takes care of herself. She looks after herself, and she doesn't chase men. She doesn't need to chase men because she makes sure that she looks good, smells good, has a good, you know, good mind about her, you know, takes good care of herself all the way around. So, you know, when the men approach her, you know, she doesn't wait by the phone for him to call. She doesn't have to run after him calling him. She doesn't have to do all that because she has a lot of men who want to talk to her because she's carrying herself in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't need to, um, you know, get all aggravated or upset or all that because the guy's not calling as much as she wants to because she has other things going on in her life. She's not waiting by the phone. She's not doing all of that. But, you know, when we sit there and chase men because they're not calling or we like trying to invite them out or we're trying to, you know, uh, spend money on them in order for them to go out with us, that comes across as desperate. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. I thought that part of, you know, I thought that part of liberation, now you know you have sister girlfriends too, and you have young folks. I know I work with a lot of younger women, and they're saying things like, well, I don't want him to buy nothing for me. And, you know, it's all right if you buy a man a drink, and it's okay if you buy him something because I want him to look nice. I mean, is there a thin line? Is that making us desperate daters? Well, it's, it's masculine. That's masculine energy, you know. You know, you have to ask men. You know, a lot of men, there may be some men that's okay with that, but I think majority of men prefer the way, you know, let them be in control of that. It's nothing wrong with buying a man something. It's his birthday, you know, or he's done some great things for you, so you're paying, you know, giving back to him. There's nothing wrong with that. But when he's doing nothing for you and you're doing everything for him, I think that's I think something's wrong with that. You know, and I nothing, have- yeah. No, I was going to say, because I often tell people, you don't want to set up a mother-child relationship. Exactly. Or an entitlement relationship, because at that point, it's not even a relationship. It's a it's a condition, you know, it's, and relationships should allow you to have an exchange. Okay, well, I'm going to keep going some down my notes, because when I saw that desperate dating thing, the desperate dating, I went, a desperate dater? Like, how was how someone dating desperately? So... Now that you've identified some of the traits, y'all, I'm just working y'all through this because when I get you on these phone lines, I want us to really be able to talk a little bit about that and what it means. And then the next thing you talked about up in here is you talked about how we're settling for less. I mean, but is that because of money? I mean, then you talk about money issues. So tell me a little bit about that. Because we want, you you say because we love ourselves and we want what's in the best interest. A married or committed man is not in your best interest. But wait, what if we, we sometimes forget? He's separated. He's separated. He's separated. Well, will he stay separated? Who knows? Mind all the time. You know, once he's divorced, he's divorced and he's moving on. Because it's all about also the emotional space. So, you know where that person is at the time. That he's in, you know, because you and also is he ready for something after being married? Is that is that a place where he's ready, or you know, a lot of times, you know, you get a divorce, you need some time to yourself, you need some time to kind of uh, release and kind of figure out what it is that you want now that your life has changed. So you know, you have to also make sure that that guy's in that space that you need him to be in, depending on what space that you're in, too, at the time. 
Because, you know, we forget that, you know, women used to control the dating game before a feminist movement happened, whereas men, that men had to have a certain way. They had to come to us in order to talk to us. We had all the control. We had all the power. They had to come to us. They had to be chivalrous. They had to, you know, ask us out, pay for the dates. They had to do those things if they wanted to spend time with us. But now that we've become more like men, we feel like, well, that's not necessary. I could be just like a man. But we're suffering because of that, because a lot of us are single because of that, because we have, we have kind of blurred the lines. Mm-hmm. The yin and the yang is kind of blurred right now, and that sets us all up for failure, including men, because we want to have relationships, but we don't have to be aggressive. Women don't have to be aggressive to get a man. We don't have to be that way. But we think we do, but I don't think we have to. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. And I think if you ask men, if they're attracted to you, men will step up to the plate. Because what we want is we want men. We don't want boys. We want men. But we if we create boys, then we get mad because we've created them, because oh, yeah. we're taking care of them, because we're doing stuff for them. And then we're mad and fussing and complaining about, well, he's not a man because he don't do this, 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 and this, and this. But wait a minute. You set him up to be that way. That's right. Because you didn't let him step up to the plate. Absolutely. You know, that's something I, I deal with women all the time on is like, you know, if you are not clearing your goals and you say something in your book that I say in my book and I say all the time in my seminars, and that is dating, when you are dating someone, it is truly to get to know that individual. You call it courtship, right? Mm-hmm. You all call it, You both of you call it courtship. And, I'm, and courtship is really about getting to know that person. And then I'm quoting your book. You says, no question should be out of bounds. You need to know who this person is on all levels. I concur with you 100%. I mean, at that's the point when you find out that they don't want children or they don't like, they don't like you know, your spiritual methodologies or they're, un- they're not a, uh, a person who believes that they should save money or that they don't believe that a woman is, quote, unquote, something to be treasured. At that time, having a conversation, you learn things like that. Or if they have a health yes. issue, hello. Exactly. Exactly. So I I think that's really good. Um, so this courtship, okay, I need you to tell me something about this courtship. You give some hints, and I don't want to give everything away in the book because the book is called Game Changers. And you can go get it on Amazon.com. And here's the thing. She even has it on an ebook. So there's no excuse after we leave the show for you to go ahead and click the link on my page or go to uh, Amazon.com and you can look up Game Changers um, and you can get a copy for yourself because there's so much information here. I I just made notes because I knew I had to have this conversation with her and I, I wanted to highlight some of the great things that they have in this book. Wow. I'm going to go something else. Explain this to me. This is in your book, Demina. Mm-hmm. It says, ask yourself this question. Can a few abbreviated words create a deep connection without the use of sound? The heck? <laughs> How should we take that? You're, I mean, you know, we, 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 we like to talk in code because, look, I am also have been guilty of this because of fear of the answer. Sometimes you say things or you don't ask the right questions or you ask roundabout questions because you're afraid of the answer because maybe it's the answer that you don't want to hear and then what do you do if you hear an answer that you don't want to hear because then you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision to move forward or to stop 
where you're going. And if this is a guy that you like and you like him a lot and you may have even over-romanticized him in your mind mm-hmm. um, and then he tells you an answer that you really don't want to hear, then you're at a crossroads because then you have to decide on whether or not this guy is somebody who's actually right for you. Um, so if you don't know, then you can say, well, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what he said. Or he didn't tell me that. Mm. Um, right, he didn't tell me that. But then he'd be like, well, you didn't ask me that. <laughs> so so that's the that's the game that we play, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. so funny you said that because I often hear people when I deal with them, they say things to me such as, well, he never told me that he smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Well, when you met him, was he smoking? You know, mm. um, well, I didn't think that he would, you know, want to stay out all night. Well, when you met him, was he ever at home when you called? I mean, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's kind of like some things are even unspoken. And I, But I love that. I had, I, I'm telling you, I have so much highlighted in your book, It's Ridiculous, because I really, and I, I really understand what the two of you were saying when you were, when you talk about, changing the game, why we need to change the game, and why that first chapter is called, you know, look at yourself, change what you are doing to yourself, because a lot of what we are doing are things based upon fear, and fear is not something I I want people to hold on to, and I talk about that a lot here in the program. When you buy into fear, you buy into a false sense of security, and you set yourself mm-hmm. false, they say false evidence, I say false evidence and false expectations that appear real. You can't build a relationship with someone with the fear that if you tell them the truth, that it's not going to work out. I am going on to your next one. Girl, you was all up in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all. I'm talking with Damina M. today. Her book is called The Game Changers. It is a 21st century uh, guide on how to date men in the 21st century. Okay, here's another quote from your book. If women lived in a world where the government required us to charge men for a specific price for sex, mm-hmm, I'm going there. How much would you charge for your body? Girl, what you trying to say? Now yeah, that was a shocker. Know. That was a shock question. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Let me read back in this book. Let me see. What have I purchased? <laughs> Talk about that for a little bit. Well, because the thing, you know, we, we – um. We should place a value on ourselves. This is not a monetary value, but you should place yourself as a valuable to yourself. You should be valuable to you. No matter if you're valuable to anybody else, you should be valuable to yourself first. So if you're doing things with your body, because your body is the only one you get is this body, so you should take care of it, you should treasure it, you should love it. It's your temple, and you should honor it. And if you would give it away for free, then you need to read kind of take a step back and figure out, okay, um, and I mean by free, I don't mean necessarily because you're paying somebody paying you, but I mean by the fact that you're with a guy who you're going to give your body to, you need to understand who this guy is, you know, how he feels about you, how he treats you, and whether or not he's worthy of your body. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. You know, as I said, I read the book, obviously, but I think that's something we forget about is that we do have a value and, all of that that we've talked about, you know, prior is that do you really know who you are? And I talk about knowing your authentic self, understanding mm-hmm. exactly who you are, 
and who you were designed, created, and destined to be. Understanding you control that because you're, you know, you're part of that creation process and that fulfillment process. You have an input in that, and I think that's such an important thing. And I say that to, I used to tell my daughters um, that you have what you have. Your body is like a vault, right? And in that vault are some of the most precious and and rarest um, items that could ever be accessed in the world. Some of them have not even been identified by human eyes. So if you allow someone to walk to have a combination to your vault, they can steal whatever they want to steal. Mm-hmm. Huh? And you'll never get it back. And so I, so when I read that initially, I was like, uh-oh, she's talking about something I don't want to talk about. But I, I love that. It is a shock value, and it is something that makes us think about that. And um, surely as women, and I would even say men as well, men need to begin to evaluate because I think our men get the message too, Demina, that they should go out here and, you know, put as many notches on their belts as they can because that proves their masculinity mm-hmm. or affirms their sexuality. So, um, although, girl, that's a whole other conversation on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But also women don't realize is that, you know, we are we we're the receivers. So it's also about energy. So you're taking somebody else's energy in when you sleep with them when you don't really know them. And that energy could be also chipping away at your self-esteem and your own self-worth, and you're making decisions based on, the experiences you're having from the way somebody else is treating you, mm-hmm. and you may not be aware of it. Absolutely. I, I think that's, and that's important because we don't realize that we really are a representation and energy force that is drawing into you, and you talk about that in the book as well, so I won't give it away. But in summatively, that what you brought, you call it broadcasting, right? Mm-hmm. What you are broadcasting, the frequency that you are functioning on, is who's going to pick up and listen. If your frequency, what I go off of chakras, I say, if you're in the lower chakras, <laughs> the visceral chakras, and all you want to do is stay in that lower level, that that red level, that that chakra that that's saying, you know, I'm going to do all low vibrations and I'm going to just grind and touch and feel and run with it and be passionate, and you don't bring any balance of the higher self and and love and harmony into it, then it's going to be a problem. You're going to find yourself in a problem. So I, I definitely appreciate you for um, talking about that. Um, can we go to the chapter that you talk about uh, how do we, it, it says, do you, not him? Mm. Yeah. Um, a lot of times as women, when we find somebody we really like, we have a tendency, some of us, not all of us, but some of us have a tendency to stop doing what we were doing before we met him and make it all about him, what he's doing, what he needs. What da, 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 da. I've known a lot of women personally who've done that, and they forget. I'm not saying men don't do it. They may do it as well, but um, that we forget about our dreams, our goals, our whatever we're doing, and start focusing on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if the relationship doesn't work out, what does that leave you with? Wow. And even if it does work out, you may also get a bit resentful down the road because you're like, wow, look at my life. How did it end up like this? This is not what I I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. And now here I am married, and it's he's, his career is flourishing, but there's things I wanted to do with my life. But he never said you couldn't do it. 
You know what I'm saying? He never said that you had to stop doing mm-hmm. what you want to do. That was a personal choice. You know, you decided to stop. Matter of fact, a lot of men, I think, and I'm like women who got things going on and doing things for themselves and and are happy in their jobs and their careers or whatever, and that doesn't mean you can't find time to do both because I believe you can. It's just a balancing act, but you can do both. But when you stop doing what you want to do and you start focusing completely on him, it also kind of sometimes I think for some men it strangles them. They're like, okay, wait a minute, you know, you're doing a bit too much. Mm, and then you brought up one of my favorite songs or one of my favorite groups from the 90s, so now we're going to date ourselves, right? <laughs> In this chapter, you talk about a song by In Vogue, and I tried to locate it, but I couldn't get a good copy, so I didn't waste my time and, you know, a whole other thing, but I may still find it for the end of the program. I have someone looking right now to get me a good copy of it. My copy is horrible. But you talk about the song Hold On by In Vogue, and... Uh, you want to talk about the verse, or shall I read it and you expand? Yeah, you can go, yeah go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read okay. It. You say, this reminds me of the In Vogue song, Hold On. The first three lines of the song literally speak volumes about desperate behavior. Ooh, my first mistake was I wanted too much time. I had to have him morning, noon, and night. If I would have known then the things that I know now, I might not have lost the time to complain about and, you know, the next part says, don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Jamina. Talk about, I mean, that's just a good song to dance to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, we can get swept away and caught up and and and. And it's, and it's hard. Anybody can have it. You can find a guy you think he's perfect and he's great, and you want to spend time with him, and you want to, and then you want to be with him. And then when you're not getting what you want and not getting what you need, then you're on the phone with your girlfriend talking about him, and it's all about him, 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 and you forgot you, 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 and what were you doing before you met him? And also that keeps you from if you keep your focus, it keeps you from doing that. It keeps you from getting kind of caught up in that whirlwind, especially if you get a guy who, there's some guys who are real smooth, and they know how to get you, and next thing you know, you're like, well, what happened? But you got to stay, you got to keep that focus on what it is that you're doing and realize, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me let me remember to do me. Let him, give him some time to come to me. Give him some time to be with me. Get him, let him do the work. Let him do the work. Because men will do the work. Because if they really want to be with you and they really like you, they will step up to the plate and do the work. I do. We do have the song here, so I'm going to play it. Okay. I love the young people, so I'm going to play this. This is in vogue, y'all. It's called Hold On.
Conversation. Of course, I am Mary Nafua. This morning, we are joined by none other than Miss Sabina M. She is the author of Game Changers How to Date Men in the 21st Century. Having a good conversation here. That song was in bold. Hold on to that song that she references in her book called The Game Changers. And Demina. Yes. Girl, we might as well just wrap that up because that song said it all, huh? Hold on to your. <laughs> Don't give it up. Don't give it up. Right? Exactly. You know, exactly. 
I mean, she just summarized everything you said in that song, and I and I'm glad that I, I they were able to find it because I was thinking about that. I got a couple other songs, like I played the first song that was by Phyllis Hyman. And I think that you know, as I said, change yourself, and it's about really making changes that are going to benefit you first and enlighten the lives of others as you go forward. Because too often people, like I know, you know, people are shy. Our lines are full, but people usually don't call in a relationship when it's, unless it's drama field. What is it What is it about us chasing drama when we're trying to date? What are your comments? Well, well, it also could be based on how we were raised, too. You know, if you were raised in a, a dramatic household, you may think that that is how love is expressed, you know, because, again, we, we only know what we know based on what is around us unless we seek out other information. And, unfortunately, a lot of us may not have had the best role models in that area, and so we kind of learn as we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that could go into place, as you talk about in your book, and I don't have the place of where I read it at, but I have down, it says, receiving and giving. And you said, means when you receive a compliment, smile, impressively say, thank you, and nothing else. Yeah, you know, I used to have that problem really bad myself. Um, that's kind of where that part of that came from is, you know, if, for instance, a guy might say, oh, you have nice thighs. And I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight in them. You know, start coming up with this whole conversation mm-hmm. about the thighs versus just saying, well, he thinks they're nice. Just say thank you <laughs> and move on, but not this whole, like, drawn-out conversation because you have issues with your thighs that you need to have with him. You, you need to stop that. I mean, it took me a while to get over that because I had that problem really bad in that area. The other places I could say, oh, thank you, but that area was my area of, like, uh, kind of thing for me. And so as women, sometimes if somebody compliments our area that we think is not nice for ourselves, that we don't like, then we think, well, we got to have this conversation about it, and we don't. We just need to say thank you because that person may find that attractive even if we don't find it attractive. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think you talked about earlier also about the material receiving and giving, you know, not setting up our male counterparts to become in the, in the eyesight of children in our minds or how we're viewing. And then, you know, some, some women think that if a guy is not buying them anything or giving them gifts or giving them a compliment, they don't care for them, and vice versa. That goes like what you said about what you what you were raised up in. You have you want to add anything more to that? Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, you can date guys who don't necessarily. It also depends on the level of relationship you have. It also depends on the guy that you're dating. It also depends on how long you've been dating that person, too, mm-hmm. as well. You know, because you know, if you just met somebody in three or four months, you haven't established a relationship that is. Um, you know, um, in a relationship that is more than just dating, that is actually a committed relationship, then he may not feel like he wants to give you any, he may not feel he wants to give you any um, compliment, I mean, any gifts or anything like that because you're not in that relationship. He doesn't want to give you the wrong idea either because mm-hmm. maybe he's not sure whether or not he wants that type of relationship with you or not. So a lot of that stuff has to be kind of clear and I think that, and there's some guys who like giving gifts. That's what they do. They just like to do that. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard. That one's a hard one to say because it just depends on people in that particular situation. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and um, I, I think that you're back to where 
you know, another part, I, I know I read in your book, if not, then I know I talk about it here, is knowing what your needs are. When you mm-hmm. get someone, you know, and that goes back to, to earlier in our conversation when you talked about mm-hmm. being able to have a real conversation mm-hmm. with people, you know, with the person you're you're intending to date or build a relationship with, right? Um, right. I'm going to go on. I have another note here, and it says, you have the power. Have the power to do what? <laughs> Well, you have the power to say no. Mm. You have the power to say no to anything that you that does not deserve that it's not within your best interest. You know, I mean, again, I can go back to myself on that. Where there were times when I was trying to be nice, quote unquote, and like, well, I don't know, maybe you know, that's not nice to say no. But no, it is nice. It's right to say no if if it's not going to serve you, it's not in your best interest, Mm -hmm. and. Sometimes we forget that what we do today affects us tomorrow. You know, just like even having sexual transmitted disease or, or HIV, we forget that stuff still exists in the world. Mm. So if you make a decision today to do something and, you know, you have unprotected sex with a person, then that may affect you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. You say something about saying no. You say saying no is awful about refusing to accept situations and conditions in life that are at odds with what you believe you deserve. Whoa, I like that. I like that. Because so often we do, as I was talking about, survival is our only option. Survival is your only option to mean, and what I mean by that when I tell people that is that when you're in the aircraft, they tell you to put the mask on yourself first and then help the elders and the young people. Because if you're the strongest, if you're the best, if you're valued, you need it. So your survival mm-hmm. is, no matter how much you love that person, if you're taking out the picture, they're not going to be around. Right? So exactly. I think that's really important in, in terms of relationships. Um, Demita, we got about maybe a little more, about 15 more minutes. Can you hang around about 15 more minutes? Sure can. Okay. Um, and then I just want to wrap up a couple of things. We're going to take another uh, commercial break. And then we end a little music break, too. And I want to go into um, a conversation with you about how we get to the place about setting up excuses in our life, you know, when it comes to our focus. Oh, okay. Or the superwoman. What do you call it? I think he calls it the superwoman syndrome. Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. I have, I've got some notes here, and, you know, I'm reading my handwriting at the same time. So we'll be right back here on Moments of Conversation with Demina M., author of Game Changers. We'll be right back after these words. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. 
but her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038, 480-269-1038, or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com, E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua, change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, abilities, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest assets and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-S-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose.
are back here on Moments of Conversation. Thanks so much for joining me on this morning. We are here every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much for joining us here. We are joined today by author Zamina M. She has a book called The Game Changers. It is How to Date Men in the 21st Century. We want to thank her for joining us on today. We're having a great conversation. If you want to join in on the conversation, of course, dial in at 646-378-1135. You can also listen via your computer at work at Skype. And those of you that are listening via the Internet, thank you so much. The chat room is open if you would like to join us in the chat room. But we are talking about how to date in the 21st century and what that looks like, how it feels, what is it. What does it come about? And we know that that was Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools. You know how I do it. i got to play some music that I think is kind of related to it. Reminding everyone that the Living Exponentially seminars begin. I'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this Saturday at the Milwaukee River Hilton. And then I'll be at the Adoba Hotel in Dearborn, Michigan on April 18th. And then back down to uh, Illinois on the 28th of this month. So please check out our website at afullspeaks.com. Find out more details. Go to the Moments of Conversation Facebook page. Like us. Go ahead. Do it. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Um, also, an opportunity for you to go to Marion Afford Enterprises page on Facebook, and you can get a part. We're gonna uh, we're talking here with Demina. And before we went to the break, I was asking Demina to talk about this superwoman role that you talk about in your book. Welcome back, Demina. Yes. Uh, so the superwoman. Well, you know, we live we live in busy times because there's so much going on and we have so much to do and so many things that we want to do. And I think what happens is that we get so so busy that we forget about taking care of ourselves first, and that how important that is, and that's the mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And that in order to not get our well overflowing. We need to make sure that we take that moment or that time for ourselves to do what we need to do. It was so funny that I know so many women who've never had such a thing as a massage or a facial, and for me that's like, wow, how do you how do you not have a massage or how do you not have a facial? Those things that are just like wonderful experiences and just like letting someone pamper you and take care of you for a moment is wonderful. And I think we sometimes forget that we need to fill our well with that that pampering time, that loving time, that loving ourselves time, instead of being so much chasing money or chasing things or whatever. And I think that comes along with that whole feminist movement again, that being equal and being masculine, that we're kind of chasing stuff and not taking the time out to be in our feminine self, which is pampering, which is loving ourselves. And that I think that now, because we're in such an age that we are, that we need to figure out a way to balance that in our lives in order for us to be happy. Because I think that when you're happy, you radiate that, and then when you radiate happiness, you attract men that are that that love that. And like, wow, a woman who loves herself—that's you know, unfortunately, that may be unique for a lot of men to experience. Mm, absolutely. You know, I, I find that so often. Um, so often we do deny ourselves the comfort of that. And, and, and you know, and I tell people all the time, it's, people say, Aren't, oh, you're a feminist. I said, no, I'm just representing the feminine divine. Because in that feminine divine, I do take charge. 
in the feminine divine, I do nurture, I do heal, I do protect, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So exactly. It's always about creating and developing and, and, and honoring that which I've been allowed to have in my presence. And so making sure that that same thing, which is a reflection of me, or shared reflection of the divine creator is able to be in balance and harmony. And and so I, I concur 100%. I, um, I talk to people all the time about how you have to tend to yourself on a regular basis. And when you say people don't understand a massage, they think it's so out of reach, or they think it takes them out of their quote-unquote culture or their understanding of what it means to get one, you know? Um, right. And, and and I mean something as simple as, I mean, just taking a bubble bath and not being interrupted. Mm-hmm. Because life, life does present you with circumstances, right? We all know that sometimes as women, you know, we have, as you said, we have made choices in our early in our early life that prevent us from always being able to accept and prepare ourselves and have a real relationship, um, a real knowledge of how to build a relationship. Um Tell me, I want to go back to something, though, in that section. I got another note here. Oh, my goodness, I just dropped my papers. You talk about making sure we deserve more. I got so many notes about this. Oh, yeah. The problem is is in our society, and I think society is probably true in most societies when it comes to women, is that a lot of times I think we're not taught that we deserve certain things, you know. Yeah, you know, you deserve to take care of yourself, make sure you have a roof over your head. These are the basic necessities of life that we all need and deserve. But we forget that life has so much to offer, and because a lot of us have very limited experiences because we may have only been exposed to our community, maybe our city, you know, maybe we haven't traveled, maybe we haven't um, reached out to other cultures. You know, like, for instance, with me being a filmmaker, I watch movies from all over the world, all different types of languages. I don't limit myself in any type of way to experiences. I don't I don't put up negative thoughts or beliefs about other things mm-hmm. that I want to experience it and then make, a, then make a decision on whether it's for me or not. A lot of times as women, sometimes we automatically put up, well, I don't want to do that. I don't understand why I need to do that. And then when we do, we start putting up barriers to our own experience and our own joy because we don't know if something is joyful unless we try it. Once you try mm-hmm. something, then you can say, oh, well, that's not for me. Absolutely. You know, Demina, I'm going to I'm gonna put you on spot. I'm going to ask you, you talked about the seven core areas that we need in order to be able to to balance that out. I know... We talked about a little bit of it already. We talked about the spiritual self and being the physical, having the mind, body, spirit together. Do you have those in front of you where you can run them down or you need me to help you out? Yeah, help me out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to throw it back on you and you throwing it back on me. Oh, I'm going to get you. Okay. Personal development was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the other one, that was actually number seven, Relationship, and that included relationships with money. I believe that was is that the one. Am I right on that one? Right, really. Because in relation, we talk about relationship with money, family, careers, and romantic. And yeah, careers, careers yeah. And romance, which is very different, right, from what we think it is. I just love how you just break these words down because you 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 
You wrote this book in such a way that made me just say, and I love this one right here. It says, Changing Your Relationship with Money. And that falls up under the core area of, um, I want to say abundance, it was called. Um, um, no, yes, finances, abundance, and prosperity. Now, we could probably stay there for a whole other hour, but I think we do have this um, imbalance that, that comes as a result. And you put that as a third core. And then the second core you gave was the spiritual self, developing of the spiritual self, and which is not about religion. It really is not. <laughs> right. And then the last thing you talked about, or, or the state, the first thing you talked about is the mind, body, spirit. And then you talked, you repeated again about the importance of understanding um, health, wellness, and fitness. And you included the whole idea about STIs and um, and HIV. Which, by the way, if everyone is not aware, I, I got to get my little PSA announcement in. You know, um, women, heterosexual women, have the second highest incidence. We're like about to top over. Uh, men having sex with men category and gay men um, as far as number of HIV cases that are opened up every year. And then below us are the young people between the ages of 17 and 23. So we really need to be aware about really changing the game, as Demina's talking about, understanding what dating is. Oh, girl, I got my other question for you. What, is a, what does it mean to date? Of date? Yeah, what is a date? What, is that? Well, what, yes, do, what do you suggest? I know that you're not an expert. I know this is not the law. But after reading your book, I kind of, and I know there's a workbook, and we're going to talk about that next. But what what does a date look like? What should we expect for a date? What, we, what, what kind of foundational construct should we develop to have an actual date with someone? Well, you know, to me, and the way I see a date is it's, it's two people coming together to see whether or not that they have the commonalities necessary to move further with each other. And commonalities meaning personalities, um, life goals, um, um, spiritual connection, um, same type of similar, um, you know, uh, what should I say, like not mood, but like personalities to such as, you know, somebody's really high strung or somebody who's really shy or whether or not whatever you do can match with each other to see whether or not the relationship can move to another set. Or is this going to be friends or we don't work at all and there's no sense in continuing that. And I think we have to come to a, when we go to a date, we have to come to that mindset of I'm going to see whether or not this person is compatible to me in order for me to go ahead and move on to the next level with that person, which could be just date, dating some more. And that necessarily means that you're going to go into the relationship, but maybe it's, okay, this guy has enough for me to want to continue to see what else I can find out about him. Because he has enough commonality. We have fun together. It was a good conversation. There's something that piqued my interest. Therefore, I would go out and date with him again. But we also have to realize that the first date or maybe even the second date, we're still not finding anything that we need to be able to be okay. You know what, this guy is not the person mm-hmm. that I need to continue with and waste my time with. Because, again, if we're coming from a desperate place, we may just want to have a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean the man is the right man. He's just Absolutely. a man. Absolutely. You know, and I often tell people that when you're, you know, attempting to have a relationship, relationship you should share your expectations and concerns about relationships, period. I'm not talking about telling your business, right? But early on when you decide you want to be together exclusively, 
you really need to go back and have those uncoded conversations you talked about earlier because at that point you got to be able to know that you can relate to this person. Mhm. Right? And not and, and not have like you said have your based upon a forced um emotive position that says, you know, I got to be with this person because we went on five dates together and I gave him a kiss and he knows where I live. You know, if re- a relationship really is about knowing and and having a mutual exchange of peace and trust and love and and also this thing called grace that that really if you go through your seven cores, when you do that spiritual self, you realize that we really are extending grace to people, understanding people have made mistakes, but it doesn't mean we have to accept those mistakes being done to us, but that we can create reasonable expectations. As I said earlier, if you know a guy, if you meet a guy and he's smoking, chances are he's not going to stop smoking because you don't like people that smoke. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And if he doesn't want to, if he takes you to Burger King for a date, and you're expected to go, I, I'm not even sure where people go anymore. You know, I can't say the places I go because they might say, oh, she's a good, she's something else. But, yeah, you know, what is it? I don't know. Uh, Applebee's, I'm not sure. A two for 20 at Applebee's or something. You know, if you're expecting a two for 20 and he's taking you to the drive-thru at, at, at Burger King, that's something you need to really consider. That that may be how he has a relationship with his money or how he, as you mm-hmm. say, or how he values you. So you need to have a conversation about that. Um, and, and go from that position and be able to go there. Demina, I have really enjoyed this process with you. Tell me about this workbook that you have um, that's, a, that's a supplement to this. Well, actually, the workbook came first. Uh, we wrote the workbook first. Um, the 12 Step is the dating, re- dating workbook, the 12 Step Journey to Rediscovering Your Power. And basically what we wrote the workbook was for women to take a step back and look at different areas of their lives that they may have not been focusing on because of being too busy. Um, And so, therefore, this gives them a time to take a step back at their own pace. They can go through each step and see what areas that, because they've been ignoring, are affecting their life in a negative way. So, for instance, one of those steps is unforgiveness. A lot of times, as women, we have men in our lives that have done things to us that was less than lovable, okay? And because of that, we may be holding some energy within us about those men that are affecting the men we choose, whether we choose a man, and also creating fear when it comes to men. And so, but we don't recognize that's happening because we never took that journey in that area before. And you have to realize that, you know, your father wasn't around or he was abusive or, um, you know, you might have feelings of abandonment or whatever from your father or even other people, grandfather or uncles or whoever in your life, that you need to recognize that and then you need to release that because you may not realize that it's causing you to have drama in your life with men. You know, men be like, wow, wait a minute, why is she so angry? What did I do to her? Men, I have nothing to do with him, but unfortunately he's feeling that pain from previous relationships, from your father, from whomever, who you have not forgiven. Now, you don't forgive them for them. You forgive them for yourself. It's not about them. You don't have to walk up. You can walk up to them and say, I forgive you if you want to do that. But that's not something we're saying you have to do. We're saying you're going to forgive them for yourself so you can move on and release whatever it is that you're holding on inside of your body. 
for that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is so important because I, I talk about that on a regular basis because we need to really get to this place where we understand that it is not about this person recognizing that they hurt you. It's about you recognizing also your role in allowing that to be. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know y'all don't like this, but y'all know I talk like this. And um, recognizing that, that you had a role in that because, you, like you said earlier, you made some choices that allowed an individual Either you didn't, you chose not to share information, or you chose to limit information, or, like you said, you were kind of living on this um, idea that there was something you couldn't share because you you couldn't be honest because of your own doubts and your own um, unresolved issues. I, I love that. I talk about forgiveness all the time because without forgiveness, you can't go forward. No, a lot of times as women we hold on to things too long. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that you know whether that be you know you might have been divorced five years ago, but you're still pining over the guy, and he's moved on, and he's got another family, and he's doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're still holding on to that because you're trying to figure out why it didn't work out. Well, it didn't work out. You release that and you move on. But a lot of times we don't even realize we're holding on to that, and it's keeping us trapped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I talk about that as well. You know, it, it comes a point, where, like I said, you take responsibility for your contribution, acknowledge their contribution, and know that there's no there's no other resolvement except for to say it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so forgive yourself, forgive that individual, learn from that mistake, and gather up what you actually enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, um, and move forward in that capacity. What did I like exactly. about Exactly. You know, I do like going to nice restaurants. I do like traveling. I don't like necessarily texting on a you know on a regular basis when I'm dating someone. You know, call me on the phone. You know, occasionally. You know, don't just have. And then we get together. It's like, okay, let's talk. No, I need to hear your voice, right? Um, know the things that you like. Know that you don't feel comfortable kissing on the first date. Know that you don't feel comfortable driving in the same car. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's okay. Exactly. And And know that's okay, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to say, I love that. I guess I'm back to your chapter about saying no. I love the fact that you talked about that. No word. And I think as young women, I think your book and and your workbook will be very instrumental for young teenage girls. Are you doing anything with that, um, Zabina? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, actually a guy asked me that question. I was giving a, a talk in, uh, at a church, actually, and there was a man in the audience, and he asked me that. And I used to work with teenage girls as well. When I, during the population I was working with the women, before I did work with women, I used to work with teenage girls. And, you know, we have to think about that because, yes, I think this would be great for them is to get them in that mindset early on before they make some of these mistakes in their lives. But we have to figure out a way to reach them where they are able to hear us. Because the problem with a lot of the girls that I used to work with is these girls are really, really, you know, they're coming from really, really backgrounds where love is not something that they're even aware of, yeah. unfortunately. You know, because a lot of them, they don't even know men, I mean, because they don't even have a father, most of them. So they don't even know what it's like to be loved by a male, so because of that, they seek it so much that it becomes overwhelming for them. That they And so because they seek it so much, because they've never experienced it, they don't know what it's like to be special 
or, you know, or I'm pretty. Somebody's telling me I'm pretty. So when they hear that from a guy, it's like, wow, it's wonderful. It's great. I've never experienced it. I've never had that. And so, you know, how do you compete with that in their mind? How do you compete with that to tell them, look, that's not good for you. This is going to lead you down a road that you may not necessarily want when you get older because now, you know, two, three kids later, single motherhood, and now you're struggling to take care of you and your family, you may not want that, but how do you tell them that this is not a good route to take mm-hmm. in that space? Mm-hmm. That's when we have to come up with a way to do that. Absolutely. And it is a learned process, and it is a, it is a sharing process, because when we talk about love, you know, I, I really honestly, we don't understand, and when you, when I I hear you saying to me, and you probably have a little bit more interaction. Um, I deal with women, adult women, um, that deal with domestic violence issues a lot, too. And one of the things, well, you know, I thought he loved me. And, you know, and, and I often tell people that real love is not, in, you know, in the falling part. It's about in the staying and the respect and, you know, understanding that it's real honesty and commitment. And it's not about being insane. It doesn't make you insane. It makes you cautious. It makes you want to protect that which you love, but it doesn't make you insane. So, you know, when you have a person that is not able to exemplify that love or trust that love is a good thing, that is an upward battle that you are faced with. But, um, yeah, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to try to, you know, encourage you and, and support you. I would love to see this. I don't think it really has to be altered in any way, Demina, to be able to reach our young girls. And or boys. I really think that um, it could really be given to them in just this way because if we start with your seven cores and one of them is not your spiritual self, understanding that your spiritual self is is what connects you to divine creator, right? And that's the first real example of love because you look in the mirror, you made the image and likeness, you are able to have all the attributes, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so it's it's just a great opportunity. Um, Demina, tell us how we can get a hold to you to learn to get your book. We know it's on Amazon.com. It's also on Amazon as an e-book. Is the workbook available on Amazon as well? Or do it is, not? yes, 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 also available on Amazon. I think I gave you the link when I sent you the information yep. for the workbook as well, yeah. Yeah, so, so it is available. My- yeah, it's on. So it's on my show page. If you want to follow up with Demina, I see all of y'all hiding out on this phone line. Yeah, I'm glad we got you thinking this morning. They're texting me things like, "Wow, that's me. I remember those stages, right?" I'm trying to get Brother Guru to get on. He has a little complication going on um, where he's at this morning. He can't get to a, a a place he's traveling, and so he's not. Every time he has a signal, it comes in, it comes back out, comes in, comes back out. So um, he's been on the line a couple of times. That's why I put him in. His line goes dead. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's in a dead zone. But, Demina, I do want to thank you for taking this time out. Again, y'all, the book is called The Game Changers. It is talking about how to date men in the 21st century. It's some good information in here. The workbook, I scanned at it. It is awesome. Go and pick up the book. Find out what's going on. We're going to take a quick musical break. This last song that I came across is that it's really a message to all of us because a lot of times, and she kind of segued into it, not being aware of my musical choices for today. I'm going way back. I'm pulling out some Nina Simone, Demina. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm pulling out some Nina Simone, and um, 
we're going to uh, talk about, and let you hear her song. It's called You Don't Know What Love Is. And many folks don't know this is her song, but this is her song. Like anybody else you heard do it, they did it because it was her song. Okay. So um, listen in, and it's called You Don't Know What Love Is. We'll be right back here on Moments of Conversation where we're talking today with author Demina M. We'll be right back. Do you know how 
Lovetherapymovie.com. Okay, I'll add that to my page link for you as well. But again, Zamina, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning. I know it's early because you're still on specific time. It's early where I was at too, but here, we're, uh, I think I'm two hours behind you where I'm at now in Wisconsin. So, um, But it's all good. Um, again, want to thank you again for joining out. Go ahead and check out her book. It's called The Game Changers, How to Date in the 21st Century. She and Sharon Gantt wrote the book, and I'm telling you, once you, I just gave you the scaffolding, but I'm telling you, once you read this book, it is so conversational, you will find yourself reading this book without stopping, and you will find yourself taking notes. You will find yourself saying, hmm, that's a little bit of me. I know some folks like that, but it's all about getting exposed to information and knowing how we can improve ourselves totally to the highest level of existence. Uh, Demina, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, if you want to stand the line, you can. I'm just going to continue to wrap up the show. We've got about another 30 minutes left in the program, or we can let you go. It's up to you. And no, I can stay on. That's fine. Okay, good. All right, so we'll be we'll be right back after these commercial breaks into our final segment here on Moments of Conversation with Marion Afua. Thank you. 
Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, abilities, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest asset and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Efua. Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianaFullSpeaks.com. You can also join Mariana Fuller for moments of conversation on Vlog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Mariana Fuller, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation.
back here on Moments of Conversation. Again, I'm your host, Marion Afua, and this is our Hired House section. Thank you all for joining us here for this final moment here of conversation. I want to remind everyone today, we're going to be talking about controlling our thoughts, working on our thoughts, and understanding just what that means to do that. Because our thoughts are what actually create and manifest that which we're trying to experience. So if, by chance, you have no thought management, then chances are you're going to keep repeating patterns. And we spoke earlier in the program today with author Demina M., and she talked about how that can impact our relationships, having quality relationships, as you are building connections that lead to relationships. Remember, connections come first, then relationships. So just like an archer is focused on the bullseye, so can you be for your goal and your success. When I reflect back on the questions that arose in my life, I often ask myself, why was I making sacrifices to give up what I needed to do or enjoy while others, such as my ex-husband, parents, siblings, and children rarely did? I would become upset and lash out and act out. And then I realized that the only reason that had ever happened is because I allowed it. I had agreed to make a contract with them that negated my worth, my value, and my happiness in certain situations in order to convince myself that I was supposed to do that and that was necessary for me to do that. But unfortunately, 
that was not the best option or decision that I could make. It was often misguided. So I had a goal. Yes, the goal was to have a great family. The goal was to have great social relationships. But I wasn't able to hit the mark. I was too busy thinking about and not listening, creating and speaking that I would become this elderly woman surrounded by all my children, my family, and being catered to and given awards, you know, alike and being on wonderful vacations when nothing could have been further from the reality. But in my mind's ego, surely I was, it had me convinced that this was my role, but this is how I ended up being bitter. And I'm trying to tell you that thought management, lack of thought management, will lead you to a road of bitterness. See, I had lost focus of all the plans I had for education and building wealth and having a career and family, thoughts which were powerful, but I needed to manage them. Like Harry Houdini, who I often refer to, we have to know what we expect and plan for the unexpected because it's often known now that a lot of times he kept his wife out of sight because she had the key that would get him out or the, knew the trap door of how to get him out. So when we recognize our worth and our value, we can get rid of all those tapes that other people tell us that it's arrogant and, and vain and selfish, and they don't encourage us when we're trying to ch- manage our thoughts, thoughts that are preventing us from being our true and authentic self, manage the thoughts that are telling us that we have to give up something and become this martyr, I have no idea why martyrism has become such a major acceptance in our greater society, especially when it comes to women more than men. But, hey, men do it as well. So now let's begin to look at what has possibly caused these delays in our ascension process into our higher heights, into our place of reality that really brings out the greater you. Let's begin to center our mind on the permanent things of life like happiness and self-love and divine love and your divine purpose, which allows you to overcome any adversity that may manifest. Focus on the strength of your mind, your heart, and your God connection, not on those temporary things such as debt and past failed relationships, loneliness, illness. Yeah, remember loneliness is a choice. Being alone is never a bad thing because you're never really alone. So another conversation, y'all. One moment of doubt or fear can lead to a lifetime, though, of failure. But one moment of faith in your divine creator, one moment of faith in your confidence that you will be able to correct it all and lead you to the place of success happiness and joys, not only for you, but for all your generations to come. Just be encouraged, not by what you see before you, but what you know is awaiting you. We're getting too distracted, y'all, by what we see in front of us and what we're hearing around us and failure, restraint, restriction, limitations are not our reality. Everyone has the ability to give birth, both male and female, and not necessarily physically, but in our spiritual life that manifests the greatness that is called you. Yes, you are truly greatness. That word should be interchangeable for you. 
And you can birth a happier today and a better tomorrow despite what your yesterdays were like. So I'm asking all of y'all to go ahead and get a little pregnant. There's no such thing as a little pregnant. You either are pregnant or you aren't. Get pregnant with your vision for greatness, for peace, and watch it grow in your life. Push past the pain and deliver your vision that holds the reality for your life. You have to focus with more awareness now, catching up on the thoughts and tossing them away, those things that are not going to make it. Hit a home run today. Go ahead. Push it out. But no looking back. No trying to figure out what could have, would have, should have. No. We're going to resolve that that was then, this is now, and we are expecting an even greater exponentially future. Here is at the place where you will meet the God for the rest of your journey, and your true authentic self will begin to manifest itself. Because your authentic self is what exists when you remove all of the layers that were creators out of reactions to your jobs and memorized scripts that other people placed in your mind and in your environment, all those unwanted roles and titles that we accepted, all those duties that we began to do that really had nothing to do with who we are, destined, created, and designed to be, our authentic self. See, we got to be filled with our values, beliefs, knowings, ideas, gifts, and visions, and allow it to accept, allow it to be accepted by you, and let's implement that vision. Let's move into our destiny, and let's activate our purpose outside of the duties, social stations, and locations that we live in currently. See, our authentic self is free from the influence of ego that wants to control, dictates, and keeps us in our comfort zone. Why? Because the ego is not tapping into our inner wisdom. Come on. Understanding, nor is it aware of the intricate details of the plan from the divine creator for your life. Your ego is functioning out of a place that says that we have the solution that is reactionary and automatic. That's where that fight or flight comes from. That's where that challenge comes from. Say, what? I can't do that? Sure I can. Let me show you. That's your ego talking. Ego is not the best counsel when you want to be uh, moving into your vision, though, outside of the fact of saying, yes, the vision can manifest. During this time, you don't need any distractions or procrastinations. You don't need any second thoughts. You don't need anyone to affirm your plan. Your authentic existence is real, true, and genuine, and it belongs to you. Move into it. Manage your thoughts and begin to know that it belongs to you and it has been given to you because it is part of your acceptance of your I amness. The connection with God, the creator of all that ever was, is, and shall be. It can accentuate your uniqueness because you were designed uniquely for this vision, for this purpose. Who? Are you designed to be? Are you activating your purpose? Are you walking in your full destiny? Are you facilitating and implementing implementing what is needed to be manifest to receive your greatest level of true reality? Your experiences and activities are not who you are, y'all. Your experiences and your activities are not who you are. Your authentic self is developed through reflection of your perceptions about your life, about what is awaiting you, and it's the validation of all your contributions and abilities to create and manifest. You're not reliant 
upon the acceptance of others for your authentic self. Your authentic self has already been accepted. It has already been authenticated. It has already been placed and said that it is good because you are embracing it now. Listen to the plan. Create and manifest based upon your acceptance of your knowing that you are aligned with the divine creator, the I am, and the I am rests and resides inside of you, and you are affirming all of your authentic self. You are all of who you need to be. When I talk about living exponentially, I often tell people, just like in math, when you get two to the nth power, that tells you there's so many twos, you can't even begin to wait. So therefore, apply that nth power to your life. It's time to stop maintaining the vision and destiny and purpose of others and begin to audit your internal thoughts, attitudes, and all those scripts and actions that have become automatic in our life. That is not who we are. Use this time to develop and activate and display your authentic self in every way. Allow your thoughts to begin to express your authentic self. Allow your thoughts to begin to tell you on a regular basis to stop. Seize the opportunities and the possibilities that are surrounding you and that are forthcoming. Access your divine existence and get the help and clarity you need to do so. The greater the vision, the more opportunities, your your less opportunities your ego has to seek. See, our ego is a human defense mechanism. I keep telling y'all, it's going to want to be in charge and it's going to want to try to find a solution. But our ego wants to be accepted and acknowledged. It's a function about convenience, y'all, worry and doubt and judgment and wanting to find proof and give proof. Proof is already given. Because you have a vision. Proof is already given because now you're pregnant and things are beginning to show. And you got to eventually go through the labor. And you have to eventually be able to give birth to that which is awaiting to give birth. But you have to begin the pregnancy process, the agreement that you're going to plan to get pregnant and accept the pregnancy in your mind. Change your thoughts. Alter them. Begin to align them and mimic the I am. So now I ask you to take in a deep breath and let's relax and let's allow the divine presence to flow through us and let's allow our minds and our thoughts to begin to dissipate that hinder us from accepting our true and authentic self, that thing that hinders us from being able to accept love in our lives, the place that is hindering us from being able to have success in our life, the tapes, the scripts that are telling us we are not the right size, we're not the right colors, we don't have enough hair, we don't have the right hair color, we don't have the right eye color, we don't have enough experience. Blow it out. Breathe. Accept that your thoughts are so powerful that they can create and manifest all that you need in your life. Keep that ego in check and let the ego only come out when you need a little nudge that reminds you that you can do it, that you have everything you need and whatever you are still in need of, you have the ability to manifest it and bring it into your creation of mold. Oh, yeah, that's how I'm talking to you today in higher heights because we're keeping forgetting that 
our thoughts become reality. I think it was Demeter that talked about the vibration that you send out is what you will attract. That's law of attraction. If you're sending out desperation, then someone will come and try to save you. <laughs> if you're hungry, then you're gonna someone's gonna try to feed you. But it may not be what you want. But be very clear of your thoughts. Be very clear of your expectations for your thoughts and the manifestations and the powers of your realization of who you are. That's it. Oh yes, it's possible. It's not impossible. It's right here with you, within you. It is you. Reach up today. Transform your thoughts. Because the real transformation is not within marrying a fool or anyone else. It is within you. The code for your success is in you. The code for your love is in you. The code for your forgiveness is in you. The code for your peace is in you. Access it today. Transform your mind into an existence that allows you to fully explore, see, communicate all possibilities to enhance your life and excel to the places you need to be exponentially. As always, I am marrying a fool and you have just Access the higher heights. That is a that is a topic that I talk about on a regular basis. Thought transformation so important. We're going to take a momentary uh, breather. We're going to come back and then we're going to um, open up the phone lines. If you're on the phone lines or get your questions out of the chat room. Hey, Saggy, glad you could join us. I hope you enjoyed our higher heights conversation today. Um, if you want a conversation, ask a question. You know how to do it. We'll be right here on Moments of Conversation with a momentary break. We'll be right back. Right, and we are back here. Again, I am Marion Afua. Thanks so much for joining me here on today. Everyone, I've had a great time. Our guest today was Zamina M. I think she's still on the line. i got to find her again. Zamina, is this you? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> what are your thoughts about my conversation, my Higher Heights conversation about thought management? What did you think? Oh, I, I think that's excellent. I think that uh, the internal messages that we play in our head is so detrimental to our 
happiness and success in life and that when you come become aware of that you have that negative internal message, then you can start replacing it with a positive message and you can see your life open up in a whole new way. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of those that kind of touched my heart. I was like, I feel myself getting excited again, you know. So I, I've been doing, I do this higher heights moment um, so people can understand. Someone just texted me, did I, I miss the song? Yes, you missed the song. I played the song already. <laughs> and, uh, I know, they're, they're like texting me as if I don't have a show. Um, but yeah, so it's just a matter of us just continuing to to transform our minds and our thoughts and making sure that we are on the plane that we need to be in the path, accepting the path that we are on and knowing that it, it really should be liberating. It really should, you know, release us from the false, from the chains of false expectations that are hindering us from embracing and living out our, our true purpose and, and opportunities mm-hmm. in our life. Yeah, so I thank you for that. Everyone, her book is called, again, um, I thank you for hanging out. You hung out with me for the whole show. I love it, girl. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. you having me on. It was great. Yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it's called The Game Changers, How to Date Men in the 21st Century. I know, Sangha, you missed a little bit of that. Um, it was a good conversation. Just, you know, just, just summatively, I will say this. You need to go get the book. She has an e-book out, and there's also a workbook that goes along with it. And I think that if we look at it and we um, implement some parts of our life, it can definitely be part of our of our conversation to accent who our life is and what we are destined and created to be. And I, I have to say it that way because too often we have created uh, or, we, you know, as a result of us reacting to the expectations, reacting to the words and the scripts that people have planted in our in our subconscious. Um, we're not the real person that we need to be. And we're not on our real assignment, y'all. Y'all know I, I'm not going to go on that today, but... We'll talk about it here, but we'll be back here on next week, Tuesday. On next week, Tuesday, I have kidnapped Brother Guru, but the Guru will be leading the show out on uh, Tuesday. He's going to share with us. You know how Brother Guru does. He talks about everything from holistic health to metaphysical design of the mind, and so we just never know what we're going to get. And, of course, we'll be here taking your phone calls, answering your questions, and uh, if we have something to share with you from the spirit world, then we will share it. If not, then you know you wait till the next time, and we will get you. But you can always contact me off the, after the program at 480-269-1038, 480-269-1038 if you want to utilize me for your business needs. Let take the last couple of minutes to talk about the Living Exponentially on Purpose Seminar. I will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this Saturday from not, at 9 a.m. at the Milwaukee I'm saying it wrong. It's called the Hilton Milwaukee River. We're right on the Milwaukee River's beautiful hotel. Um, I'm loving this room, and uh, it's awesome. So come on out if you're in Milwaukee area. I will be in Detroit, Michigan, or the Dearborn, Michigan area on April 18th, and that one will be a full uh, again at nine o'clock a.m. in the morning. Another nine nine a.m. and I think that's a Thursday. And um, also, I'll be returning in. On the 25th of April, I'm sorry, the 20, 28th of April, I will be in Illinois, Wisconsin. I got my other engagements. I don't want to talk about those. The 28th, I will also be, that's a Sunday now. That starts at 11 a.m. Um, and I'll be at the Hilton in Northbrook, Illinois, uh, doing my Living Exponentially seminar. Also, coming back after that, I'll be in Baltimore, Maryland. 
uh, on the 11th. On the 25th, I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona. On the 17th, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky, and those are all of May. And then I'll be in Canada uh, the first week. Uh, I should be celebrating my birthday uh, here in Milwaukee. I'm going to come back home to my hometown in Milwaukee and do a boat a boat bash, and then I'm off to Canada uh, that weekend to do my seminar. So if you want to get me in on a conversation, participate with you, uh, come out and check out the seminar. Go to my website. I'm telling you, to live exponentially when I got that, it just set me on fire. It's for anyone who's in transition, anyone who knows that they have a plan but you need a little support. I'm going to walk you through the process of how to get rid of some of those tapes, recognize where you need some support in, talk, accentuate those areas, and maximize your greatest assets. I'm telling you, I, you should read the feedback back on my website. Sometimes I'm like, I'm doing a workshop. I'm like, oh, that's me. Let me sit down and take some of this stuff. So, Demina, that's how it is in a workshop, you know? Exactly. I know you look at your work on film, you're like, ooh, that's me. <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. It's such an honor to be doing what what I know I should be doing, you know, and I know mm-hmm. you feel that way. So, I want to thank you all again for joining us here on Moments of Conversation. Join us again on Tuesday. Like I said, uh, Brother Guru will be leading us out on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, I can't find my notes, but I think we have another um, healing practitioner um, who will be talking to us um, about some more metaphysical transponents of our lives. And, of course, go buy my books, y'all. I haven't sold a book yet in the month of April. That's not like y'all. So come on about and buy my books. They're on Amazon.com as well, Not My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. I extend to you and remind you to remember that when things begin to cloud your way, overwhelm you, make you feel like you just can't go on, stop. No, it's not the end of the road. Take in a deep breath. It's only the truth if you believe. Let it go. Blow it out. Stop. Seize the opportunities and possibilities that are surrounding you and get ready to live exponentially into your new goals that are awaiting you. Until next time, continue peace and blessings. Demita, thanks again so much for joining us. Tell a friend, bring a friend, come back and join us anytime you want to and have a conversation. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Here are moments of conversation with Mary Nafua. Peace and blessings all. Thank you.